Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Hi everyone, and welcome <laughs> to a brand new episode of Good Game Nice Try. I'm your host, it's so gentle, Aaron Blair. It's very early in the morning. For some reason, we're taping in the pre-dawn hours, and <laughs> this is true. my pre-dawn voice. And it's with me, as always, 10 a.m. Sonia Reed. That's pre- that's pre that's pre-dawn for me. It's very early. <laughs> oh my god! It that's a very soft. It was a soft way to get into it at ten oh nine a.m. It's early for me. I'm a late night boy. I was up late watching horror movies. I'm a late night boy. B O I. I guess. I guess. I'm just. I'm on. I'm on a grandma schedule. Sorry. I'm on a <laughs> grandma schedule. All right. Well, you know, I can see something, and I'll say this. I'm a little tired because it's early in the morning for me, which is before 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. It's early in the morning <laughs> for me, but I have never seen you or Jen this excited. You guys have, your faces are are lit up like Roman candles, but with less burns. We are glowing. It. Why are you glowing? What's happening? Jen, what's up? So it's very exciting. You guys know my obsession with Stardew. I've made that very what? Wait, what? I know. Real shocking. Well, a few weeks ago, Concerned Ape, creator of Stardew, announced his new game, Haunted Chocolatier, which is the most endearing title I've ever heard for a game. Yeah, it's kind of cute. And it looks like Stardew, but you're in like a castle making chocolate for ghosts. That's What? I know. It's It looks adorable. It looks so fun. I have questions. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, no, of course go. you do. Okay. How can ghosts eat chocolate? <laughs> yeah, right? Thank you. Did no one ask this question? I thought they ate human souls. No, have you ever seen the movie Casper? He eats chocolate. It just goes right just through his body it. and onto the floor, and then they sweep it up. Mm-hmm. So, debunked. <laughs> I, I love that. Debunked. Next. Ghosts can have chocolate. Ghosts Next can question. have chocolate. Ghosts can have chocolate. Yeah. I don't want to live in a world where ghosts can't have chocolate. I'm not exactly. going to lie. Right, That's not well, right. I just thought they eat human souls, but maybe that's what it is. Maybe, wait a second, mm. maybe this game is, it looks cute, but really you're going out and taking souls from village people. You go on a murder spree. You go on a murder spree and imbue the chocolate with souls for and ghosts you put, to eat. you put them all in little chocolates. Now, you guys are such big fans of Stardew Valley. What would you like to see from uh, Concerned Ape's new game, The ha- Haunted Chocolatier? What do you want to see in this game? Honestly, I feel like it's already on a good trajectory to being 
uh, something that I'm really, really going to enjoy. Because all of the things that I loved about Stardew were all of the mystical stuff. Yes. Ooh. Right? Anything that yes. is kind of like mystical and magical. And that is the, this entire game. It's all just spooky, mystical, magical chocolate shop. Like my favorite part of Stardew is going to the mines and fighting the monsters. Mm-hmm. And this is all just like fighting monsters. And, and. In, in the footage, they showed that you could have a bow and arrow. <gasps> oh, perfect. So Sold. Oh, my God. Sign me up. <laughs> you know what? Killing spree is starting to sound uh, a little, <laughs> little more likely. You know? God, there are all these weapons in this chocolate game. Oh my God. So you are you are you gonna play this, Blay? Are you gonna jump in? Because did you oh, yeah, did I'll you jump into Stardew Valley? Did you play it all? I did play a little Stardew Valley. It it wasn't really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree. The mystical stuff, the witch, like that stuff is cool. Uh it reminds me kind of like in Mad with Mad Max, you know, the movie Mad Max, one of the Mad Maxes, the it was where they had this high a big highway fight. Like Mel Gibson is in this, it's like Mad Max 2 or something. Yeah. And then for the new one, they were just like, everybody loves the highway fight. Let's just make the new movie all highway fight. <laughs> and it and it kind of sounds like that's what they're doing with uh, the Haunted Chocolatier. They were like, everybody loved the mystical stuff of Stardew Valley. Let's just make a game that's all mystical stuff. Which Honestly, I love. not mad. Yeah. You know, I love playing all kinds of games. Maybe I, you know what? Maybe Stardew didn't catch me, but maybe this will. So there we go. Um, I'm it into just it. Might. I, I feel like we really missed out on the three of us having a cute little farm together, but I think us having a little chocolate shop. Let's make a co-op chocolate shop. It'd be real cute. G3 chocolate. <gasps> G3C. I love cute. that. So I think, look, guys, I think the Haunted Chocolatier, I think has a lot of promise for G3. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, we got it. We got to give it a shot. I'm less a farming guy and more a, a haunted castle guy. So this is right up my perfect, app. perfect. Our guest today is a video game journalist, consultant, and one of the minds behind the relaunch of G4, which is happening on November 16th. He's also returning to host his show X Play on the network. He's a wealth of knowledge on video games, uh, truly like an icon in my life, and and I think for many, many, many people who watch G4, uh, we couldn't be more excited to welcome the one, the only, Adam Sessler. I have to say, like, Adam, to me, like, growing up as a nerd, I, I think it's you were on the, the Mount Rushmore of uh, people who I, I love and admire, truly. Like, it's 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 so great because you were there uh, doing what we all wanted to do before anyone knew we could do it. You were doing it. Yeah. No, no. I mean, it, it, it started in 1998, and I didn't even really understand what was happening at the time. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those, like, I, I had left college not that long before. I had a job that I was woefully uh, unprepared and, and, and unschooled for. I was, I was actually working at a, com- at a commercial bank. It was a Dutch bank, and I was giving money to, or helping money get given to large oil companies and international construction firms. Uh, so, and, and then suddenly I just auditioned for a thing, and I got it, and then I was like, oh, I guess the video games are much bigger than I thought they were because it was just always a quiet thing I did by myself. And I like, you know, for for me as a Gen Xer who played these games in the eighties, it wasn't something that you bandied about. Like the the nerd flag didn't fly. Yes, uh, <laughs> you just kind of kept it, you know, among your closest of friends that you played D and D with, and that at school 
you're like, yeah, rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't say games the same way. It, it, obviously, it's a lot different now. And I, 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 that, that was right at that cusp as it was slowly moving out of something that was regarded as niche and kind of foreign. Uh, what, what, it, what, it, what it is today where I don't even know how many games are out there. Yeah. Or, or if they're even games. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was unbelievable being, you know, again, a, a kid growing up having this like secret love, this secret passion. And then for me, especially seeing video games on cable was yes. like, yeah. It was very mind-blowing, and it was very just uh, ahead of its time. And I, I remember being able to look on TV and being like, those are my people. My people yeah. are out there. <laughs> I see you. I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was one of the neat things uh, back in the era of tech TV even where – and it was even less true for extended play, X play, whatever iteration of the show that, that, that you know, is, is your flavor. That, like, even a show like Screensavers, that, that the, the way that they interacted with the audience, like, they were already starting to do that collapsing of the yeah. distance between host and audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, that obviously has gone completely out the window in the era of YouTube and Twitch, where uh, I think probably sometimes for the poor person that is streaming, they would appreciate a little more distance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it did. It did, it did foretell of things to come good and ill. Yeah, absolutely. L- like, what does it, Adam, mean to you now that it has gotten so big and to be on the journey from then to now? Do you feel like y- you need to uh, reinvent yourself? Do you feel, how are you feeling about the new launch of G4? How are you feeling about your role being thrust into You've been here through the whole thing and now are like, again, the tip of the spear for, for G4 coming back. Yes. It's, I, I, if, if, if I am the tip of the spear, they, they probably need to get a better grindstone. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the first thing I would say. Uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm terribly excited about it. And there, there's just kind of a whole panoply of, of, of feelings that I have. But one of the key ones is, is I feel so much less pressure to act like I know everything. Uh, yeah. like, like games have, have diversified so much yeah. that I actually feel better going out there and being like, I don't get League of Legends. No, it's just, same, it's by just, the way. It just <laughs> looks like, it, it just looks like a little bunch of things that are bonking each other on the head. I mean, that's essentially um, when you boil it down. That's, that's <laughs> League of Legends. Yeah. It, it, you nailed it. it. Is, but, 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 it, but it, 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 it generates such like, oh my God, did you yeah. see what's happening? Da, da. Um, <laughs> yeah. look, we have people that are at this new G4 that can look at that and go, ah, I get it. So good. I don't have to pretend that. Um, I don't have to pretend like JRPGs make a lick of sense to me. Uh, we have many people that that can do that um and that i think that's all the more important because to even try to present the idea that i have my finger on the pulse or in the pie of like all the different genres that are happening out there i mean it it, it just the 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 lie of that would 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 become pretty apparent um and so I, i i love that but i also I it, it it is interesting working with uh, a lot of other people on camera who are um I think significantly younger than me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there's I mean there's such a different way of regarding games, talking about games, you know, it, it's 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 already been quite a learning experience. And uh, I almost want to remind them, I probably do, all the time <laughs> that like even when I started out, like it was a vacuum. Like, the, the, like, honestly, with 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 Canada in mind, uh, Victor Lucas and Tommy Tallarico making uh, Judgment Day. It wasn't even that. I think it was um, 
I'm going to blank on the name. Um, oh, Electric Playground. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, that was the only other game out there. And it was kind of, there, there, there was a lot of kind of fumbling in the dark, trying to figure out, like, what works, who's the audience, what is the audience we should be talking to, how reactive should we be to the audience, how much should we try to actually lead the audience. Um, you know, it, it's, a lot of that has been worked out, all the while, like, you know, games have gotten bigger and bigger. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. And now we are slowly encroaching on the eve of the mm-hmm. relaunch yes. of G4. So it's, 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 it's close. It's I, 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 I can tell because either I'm excited or it's angina. <laughs> I'm having hot flashes. I don't know yeah. if I'm <laughs> dying. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> But for people who, you know, it's obviously going to, it's going to touch so many gamers, nostalgic little tiny hearts. Um, you're bringing back some some old favorites. You're adding some new flavors. Can you tell us about the the lineup that you have? Yeah, um, I'm obviously the two standard bearers, I, I, I guess we would call them. That's Attack of the Show. Kevin Prayer is back with that, uh, with, 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 with a bunch of other very, very talented and fun people. Uh, and then X-Play's back, and, and there's me, and I'm joined also by uh, the Black Okage. Very, very popular, uh, I, I guess, YouTuber. I, I still find that a diminutive. Um, and then uh, The Completionist, Gerard. Uh, oh, that's great. Which, which mm-hmm. is, uh, oh, it's so nice. To, I'm like, hey, can you do that thing that I don't have the patience to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, complete this for me. I'm going to go have some dinner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, that's the dynamic that I'm trying to establish. He's great. been rebuffing me every step Found of the way. Found the perfect person for it. <laughs> so, so, so we have those. And obviously, you know, they're going to have many elements that are the same. But also, a lot has changed. Yes. Obviously, there's a lot of nostalgia that, that we want to play on, but we also want to make ourselves open to sort of the new audiences. Uh, yeah. I think there are some people that if they were watching X-Play back in the old days, they shouldn't have been. They were too young, uh, <laughs> who now may be a little bit like, hey, I don't understand. I cannot tell you how many parents have said that they're planning to sit their kids down and watch it. Whoa. Yeah. Great. That part's neat. That's, That's cool. That. That, that, that. that part is really neat. Uh, but yeah, uh, we also have uh, a, a new program because we're going to esports has happened in the interim. Yeah. Uh, boosted, and that's with Avli May. Uh, and in 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 Frosk, uh, she's kind of like Cher, one name. <laughs> and and, and trust it. me, I, I I admire her so deeply that I'm like, you are one of the people that deserves the one name. Like, you can yeah. pull it off. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, and and the thing too, it's like it's it is so funny to hear you say like esports have sprung up in the mid. You know, it's like because the world is so different and. One thing I think I'm really looking forward to with the with uh, the new G4 is not just nostalgia, but the fact that I, I do think, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, but it's so interesting that like there's no center mass for something. Like I, I think G4 really affected me when I was younger because it was like, oh, here's a thing, and it's all here. I can go here and learn everything I need to, and I think. With G4 going away, this that kind of doesn't exist to me. Like, I don't really have a place if I need, I guess I go to IGN. I, I mean, I, I don't really know. So I'm really looking forward to not just the nostalgia part of G4, but the, the new shows are going to be great. And just to see people kind of all in one place, I know, oh, I could go to G4 and and in, not only enjoy what they're doing, but like learn and and see things I'm not seeing because the world it's a hard thing. The video game world right now to me is really hard to get my arms around. Does, yeah. do, do you guys feel that way? Absolutely, and yeah, yeah. To touch on that too, again, like not only just hitting on the nostalgia of it, but you've really, especially you know, with the the new 
the new shows that are added to your roster, I feel like you've really just expanded the umbrella of nerdism. Like you really have encapsulated yes. <laughs> so much, like with esports, um, dipping into D and D. It feels like everything that kind of is in that world. Now we have we have our place back. We've got yes. our home. Yes, you know, yeah. Right. It's it's it, it's a really interesting point you make who did i just show my media training or what uh <laughs> yeah um but but that was what i think made g4 successful at at, at a time and then became almost the double-edged sword uh because with the rise of youtube uh the ease with which you could get video online so that happens let's say Around 2010, it really, really, really starts, you know, you start to see the beginning of the sort of gamer YouTuber phenomena, I would say, sure. around mm -hmm. 2011, 2012. And suddenly this idea where, oh, God, I have to wait till six to <laughs> learn about the games that everyone else is talking about immediately. That, like, you know, all of a sudden, like, that immediacy, like, I want it and I want it now was being served. And I think mm -hmm. that, you know, so suddenly we were competing against that. In the interim, it's like, yes, that has a, a great deal of value, but yet you don't have that centralized place. It, it's, it is balkanized uh, and that you don't know where to go. You don't – because the same guy that can really teach me about the newest Western RPG might not be the person that I would go to for Persona 5 if I exactly. wanted to learn any more about Persona 5, but there probably is somebody out there who's like, oh, I need to go back to high school for 100 hours in game form. Uh, and, you know, we're trying to bring enough people together, obviously have them trusted by the audience, which that audience better trust them. Uh, because <laughs> I do. I completely yeah. trust them. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and kind of get all that. And that helps with discoverability. And th th that's, that's always, this is really true in the indie game world. And I think mm. it's becoming mm. increasingly true even in the AAA space. That it's so easy to not even know that a game is available if you're relying only upon a handful of sources that may not see that as the priority for them to talk about. Uh, and, you know, by trying to do something that's fun to watch, whether it's completely your interest or tangential to your interest, uh, you know, you can just keep it on all day long, be it Twitch, be it on, uh, the, the, the cable stations, be it on YouTube. I'm, I'm just going to really hit all the different ways that, <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that, 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 that you can watch us. Uh, and that it's like, you know, it's, you can have it in the background initially and be like, hold on, they, they said a word that is of interest, you know, and then you yeah. dip in. So. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Even as far as indie games, yeah, I feel like my my knowledge and breadth of information for indie games is so severely lacking. And I feel like my my one outlet is is Blay is Aaron. He's my <laughs> he's my he's my friend who I can go to. He's like he's always got a hot list of indie games. Um, but now it feels like, and especially, I would love to talk about um, your amazing crew of people of incredible internet people that you've gathered together. Because yes. now it feels like. I have I have those friends I can just go to now. I have yeah. a broader range of friends yeah. I can just check it's, in with for. Thank you, awesome and, stuff. And, and, and thank you for saying broader. It's, it's actually one of the key reasons yeah. uh, I was very happy to come back to G4. Uh, mm -hmm. Was you know not only have games themselves expanded, but the people who play games and are happy to do so it looks a hell of a lot more like this country than I, I, i'll be the first to admit it old Absolutely. g4 was overly male and overly white and yeah. and, and, and and like that 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 is just not 
that it, even back then that was not demonstrative of who was playing games and yes, right. but that's now become a far more important thing to be representative of yeah i, I will say it, it's it's so funny because yeah i mean in a certain sense you know i really the first thing i thought of the first thing that popped in my head when i heard g4 was coming back i was like it felt like G4 was so ahead of its time. Not obviously just in terms of things like Attack of the Show, the way you guys were talking about games, the like not just with knowledge, but like not talking down to your audience, but like in, being inclusive. Mm-hmm. And and it's almost like G4 had to go away for the industry to catch up. And now they're back. You guys are back. And now I, what I'm going to see on G4, because I've been watching you know, stuff on Twitch and, the, and these things, like is going to be where the gaming industry and nerdery in general is headed. And in terms of like the representation we're going to see on screen and these things, like it's really cool. Like I kind of feel like video games had to figure their shit out. And now, okay, we're back. And yeah. now let's, yeah. okay, everybody back in the rec center. Let's go. And now right. we can this hit is the where ground we're running. This yeah, no, no, that, that, that's, that's, yeah. Um, I mean, it is kind of, I mean, I'm, part of me is really happy that I didn't have to be on camera when a lot of things were changing in the game industry yes. and how games were covered and all that stuff. Uh, but it wasn't like I wasn't paying attention. Uh, and sure, yeah. it, 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 it was something that had to happen. It happened almost like a tsunami. I mean, it was just, yeah. it just it, like something had built up, built up, and then everything finally started to just kind of like righten itself. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and, and we're getting back in, I think, once again, where there's a desire, not just to see, uh, when, uh, you know, to be able to get everything in one place, but there, there is a way that people feel validated when uh, something like games is handled on a television. Mm. Uh, mm. It's... You know, because there's good stuff that's on YouTube, but for for, for whatever reason, that context it's it's, it's why obviously yeah. Aaron like it was such a big deal with the Clueless Gamer segment that it it, it it was just like whoa they're talking about games that as big as the industry is, it's still very rarely at least until Fortnite and even then even intersects then. with the mainstream. Yeah, and I mean, I, I I can't even tell you. This has happened back in 1998, and it still happens now. Where like I'm in a cab, and there's nothing wrong with the cabbie, but they're like, "So what do you do?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm back doing my old job. I, I do a TV show about video games. Oh, games! I hear they're getting big. <laughs> yes." <laughs> He's like, there's a yeah. lot of money in that. I'm like, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's just like there, there still isn't it, like, gosh, you, you can just watch local news yeah. or, 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 or like non-local news, yeah. national news. And it's still like, oh, well, something's happening in the world of video games. <laughs> it's just it's like, well, that's strange. Thing. Yeah. You're sure they're making playing. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, they're making like a Last of Us, you know, series for HBO Max with Pedro Pascal, you know, and you're kind of like, yeah, I think they're, you know, but <laughs> I think yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's out there. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's also it's like that. Like we still haven't even broached that understanding that games are so big you should pay attention. Imagine having to turn to a parent and be like, I need to talk to you about the metaverse. <laughs> like, Mom, I need to sit down and talk about <laughs> NFTs now. <laughs> but it is, it is, there is kind of a sense, and and I do agree. It, it does feel like uh, it's hilarious because it's still kind of even to people like us who are in the industry treated as a bit of a shadow industry, but it's making billions and billions of dollars. And again, I think that that it does feel like the trap is set for G4 to come back and be like, kapow, here we mm-hmm. are. 
we're back. This is happening. And now this is the, the platter. Everyone can, can come in. And that's one thing, you know, you talk about, you know, Clueless Gamer. I was with Clueless Gamer. I'm always so proud of the fact we managed to hit both gamers and non-gamers. And that's one thing I'm so excited about G4 coming back is it's you guys are in the Venn diagram of people who are very deep. And they have like favorite game devs and could tell you all the composer, but then also people who just like comedy and like entertaining yeah. stuff in pop culture. We're all, they're also in the door, you know, and I, and very much so clueless camera was inspired by my love of G4 and, and X plan and, you know, attack of the show and all that, you know, even that type of humor. And it's, it's also really cool because again, like games are an art form. Now they are a way to tell stories. No, no, it, 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 it. It is. I mean, I, I thought there was a fast, I believe, I want to attribute this to Peter Seagal, the uh, the radio host of uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR. Uh, he, I remember last summer he was playing Left 4 Dead, not, not, not Left 4 Dead, sorry, Last of Us 2. And he made the comment, like, it's kind of surprising that, like, I think the best commercial storytelling I'm going to experience this summer is coming out of a video game. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, it's probably the worst thing to endure during a global pandemic <laughs> right. but it, it, it's the amazing kind of storytelling story. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> tillamook chocolate collection ice cream is a total chocolate game changer we start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What games are you excited about right now that you've been playing AAA or, I mean, especially indies? What games do you want to have a little more to uh, to tell people about that people should be playing out there? I mean, the, the, the and I'll, 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 I'll be frank, I haven't been great on the indie games this year, but the one that really stood out to me was uh, Death's Door. Uh, oh. And I know this is a team of two that eventually Love I think grew that. a little bit for the end. It is... Oh, it's exceptional level design. It's I, it's got a small touch of Dark Souls, very very small. And I, I think at this point, Dark Souls has to touch everybody. It's the ghost pepper spice on everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a, a little Diablo. Uh, it, it's uh, but but it's like it's, it's one of those where 
it seems like, okay, which way do I go? Which way do I go? And you're constantly being kind of moved around and you're always going to see this other place that you can't get to immediately that you're right adjacent to. And then you kind of like, okay, I can finally yeah. get there now. Now I can get this. It's got, you know, the Metroidvania bit. I got this thing, so now I can go back and get it. Cool. But it's very, very elegant. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to be controversial because I've already done it. Um, I consider it to be <laughs> far better at what it does than uh, Metroid Dread. Uh, oh, is, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm the apostate. That's like, ah, it's yeah. Uh, Metroid, it's doing tradition for tradition's sake. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. and as, as as I actually, I I believe I I used this quote in the review. We 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 seem to excuse it. I mean, a I'm so tired of being told that tradition excuses bad uh bad design. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna Me beat too. you. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna beat you with a high school production of of, of Fiddler if if I hear that one more time. <laughs> Um, and, and it's also when it's one of these venerated franchises that like has had sputters and starts and hasn't been around, everyone seems to want to be so delicate around it. And, and yeah. sometimes they're, 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 they, they act that way about Nintendo in general is if somehow if we say something wrong, you know, it, like we, 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 we could end the illusion or end their, 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 their run of success. And so it's, it's like applauding grandma at Thanksgiving for, you know, not peeing herself and using the N-word. It's like, that, 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 that's not something to celebrate. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, exactly. It's yeah, like I mean, not, not every single Mario game deserves to be put no. on a pedestal. Yeah. And, 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 and like, no, I mean, I'm not, I, everyone's suddenly reevaluating Sunshine and I'm like, I don't need to reevaluate that. That, that wasn't that fun. <laughs> I'm, I, I actually wasn't even that enamored of Odyssey. I consider mm -hmm. Galaxy 1 and 2 to be just the gold standard. Of, of 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 what I want to see. They were so inventive. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's why I think like these indie games are really fun because, you know, with, with the advent of Unity, you can make a game. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, or even just a visual novel in Renpai or whatever, and you can have a cool new idea. And I love that just in entertainment in general. And I don't understand why, um, you know, like people I think have gotten past the, thing where Star Wars, every Star Wars movie needs to be good. People now are fine with, this one sucked. It's not just Star Wars, this one Man, sucked. Man, I, I mean, like that. That's a hill with so many dead people on it. Right, right. <laughs> but I'd love to get there with video games as well. And video games yes. aren't quite there yet. But I think like, you know, if you look at Star Wars and you're like, okay, this sucked, make something good. And then they make the Mandalorian. I'm like, well, there we you're go. Like, well, okay. We well, thank you. They, they did exactly. something great. And 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 and, and who, who guessed the best Star Wars we were going to have in three generations is fundamentally on television. Yes, and 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 so I I'm, I'm I would love to for us as a collective to drag games into that also, especially because we're spending so much more time with all these characters. Well, and, yeah. and, and, and 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 indie I think is so central to that because yes. and you hit it, Unity. You can take chances. Yes. And, uh, uh, yes. Time, which is a very valuable commodity that you learn as you get older. But like, that's what you're really spending. That like the, the, the cost of making games has come down for that aspect. And that's where you can start to do the experimentation. Something works. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like fashion, you know, except it trickles up. It doesn't trickle down. Uh, you know, you get something that's couture and then you have something that's pret-a-porter. Uh, that, you, know, you, know, you know, that's based upon those ideas. Yes, I do things other than games. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watch fashion shows with my Absolutely. wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you're, I know, you're, you're totally right about the indie uh, side of things too, where I feel like with AAA titles, there is less room for risk. If 
feels like there's less yep. room for error. So it's like we can get another Call of Duty. Cool. We can get another Battlefield. Cool. We can get another Mario game. Cool. But yeah, I feel like there's so many better opportunities for telling like really unique stories and taking complete risks in the indie space. Deathloop is is a great example yes. that if it wasn't for smaller games that were doing the roguelikes, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have said like, hold on, what if we take what Arcane is so well known for and move it in this other direction? And, and, right. and, and, and it, it's... What I find so interesting, and this kind of goes back to the something new, I'm obsessed with pacing in games. Uh, it's my other issue that I have mm-hmm. with Metroid, because Metroid like gives you that thrill, like, oh, I got something new. I'm going to open up that door. What's behind the door? And then like, oh, I can't actually get there uh, because they <laughs> blocked the way, and I didn't realize that, and I spent the last half hour trying to do that. And, like, that is just, that, 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 that just, it, like, once again, like, I, I have an improv background. Like, that is a block in the, in the mm-hmm. highest order. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Where I've committed myself to something, and the guy's like, "You're stupid." Yeah, that's the- and you're like, "I can't build on that." Ma- Metroid's I'm not just- yes handing me. Yeah, yeah, no. yes. Andy. So, what do you <laughs> what do you think? I guess uh, recently that you've been playing, or something that you've really enjoyed that you feel like hits that nail on the head as in terms of pacing. I, I, I once again, I'm an apostate for this. I actually quite liked Far Cry Six because they did a Ooh. few. They, they they made some changes to a formula that I thought was. It was a little beyond stale, um, and it, they, they, they didn't reformat it in any kind of revolutionary way in terms of, like, I'm going to the area and I'm shooting the things. Or the, yeah. Really. <laughs> um, but they changed the story in two huge ways, where the character you play is actually voiced and articulated within the story. You're not silent person that Evan's running up to you going, did you see, see the thing over the hill? Come with right. me. Right. Yeah, and, and, and they made the story actually motivate what you're doing mm. that you know and by by yes. by y- using Giancarlo Esposito uh, like they would always show up at the beginning you're like ooh kind of cool and then like m- maybe they call you on a radio and be like I'm still evil <laughs> and then you see them at the end yeah and, 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 like, and like that was it and you're like okay and then you just kind of meet all these other cartoon characters along the way here he keeps on showing throughout it and yeah. you get that sense of ever present oh this isn't good and mm-hmm. all the missions for the most part there are some fun silly ones which which are nice accents but you know most of the missions at least the excuse for doing them all has to do with the true matter at hand and on top of that you don't like in a lot of Ubisoft games. Uh, it's like there are three types of ways that you know you can configure enemies. You know, it's it's usually this this mini fort structure, this mini fort structure, this mini fort structure, <laughs> and they actually dispense with that. So that so many times I would go go into something, and just because I had seen it eight times before, things were changed up enough that I had to reconsider what my approach was. I screwed mm. up a lot more, so I couldn't just straight stealth. It's great. And then it's like, ah, I made a mistake. So now, okay, let's just shoot everybody. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, look at me. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I want someone to respect my man. <laughs> and I felt that game did. You bring up something really interesting about the different fort structure and this stuff. Like, because... I think a lot of people never quite give enough credit to when a game, the controls, the 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 flow of the game get out of the way of the story. It's like yes. editing. We always yes. notice when it's bad. Yep. And, 
you know? And, and yep. my, my go-to example is, what was that game? Dead Rising, where it's like zombies in a mall. And I, I had a fun time playing that game, but there was only, you could only save when you were in a bathroom. And the bathrooms in the mall, there were like two bathrooms. And I was like, fuck this. Ah. I gotta go all the way across the mall to save, and I just stopped playing it. And like, if the X button doesn't do the thing that I need it to do, I'll just stop playing. And people don't give enough credit to like the logistics of games, which I think, yeah. you know, and that's no, the other you're thing. Right. When it's when it's working well, we don't notice. Yeah, we don't it's notice. It's just kind of in the background. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it is it's it's and, and 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 that's true of level design. That's that's that yeah, that that's that's true of the uh, in, intuitiveness of the of of the controls. Totally. But yeah, we 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 don't appreciate how important that pacing that flow is. I mean, the the thing that we usually celebrate is I looked up and it was two o'clock in the morning and I didn't yes. know I've been playing <laughs> right. that long. That really should be kind of like that means the game has done something very, very well. Whereas like the the the, the emphasis on difficulty bragging rights and all that kind of stuff. Um, those, uh, I, th I think people are missing the forest for the trees. Is that difficulty isn't inherently bad, but difficulty for difficulty's sake, because some kid that was in your you know, play test said like, I need it more difficult. I don't know how to value myself otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, man, well, I have to say, I, this has been such a thrill. We're almost out of time. Time flies when you're having fun, but we like to end every interview with asking our guests their, their best game and their worst game. So, you know, not objectively, mm -hmm. but more emotionally. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the, the game you that you, you uh, disappointed you or hurt you the most and the game that you absolutely love. Let's start with the game. Let's start low and go high. So what's a game that just, you just, oh, my God, I can't just. Gets under your gets skin. Gets under your skin, yeah. There's quite a few. I'm gonna buy myself some time to properly answer your question. Going, <laughs> I'm very famous for hating on the Aquaman game. Uh, the other <laughs> very famous negative review was for a game that no one remembers called Drake of the Ninety Nine Dragons. Uh, I mean, we're, we're we're talking about two games that were just functionally not there, right? Um, uh -huh. in, in terms of the game that broke my heart, that like yeah. came into my house, <laughs> torched my dog, and peed on me as I slept, uh, and then then didn't even leave me a, 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 a washcloth. Uh, that would be Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh. 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 I mean, you do not know how much I love Mass Effect. How much? Oh. And this is one of the few times where. I knew the signs were bad. Oh, like there's no. just, there's, there's, I've, I've, I've been in this coming. game, you know, we hadn't seen anything. We hadn't seen anything. We hadn't seen anything. Then at some event that EA was doing that, I, th I think it was Gamescom because it was not E3. And that already is a, hmm, why now? Right, why not right. with the, why, 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 why not with the most eyeballs possible? And what they showed had no action, uh, didn't even clarify anything demonstrative of, of gameplay, how it might be similar, how it might be different. Um, I, th I believe they're trying to position it as what they could do graphically. I honestly don't remember. But it was Ooh. so loud in what it wasn't saying that I'm like, ah, mm -hmm. oh, this isn't mm -hmm. good. But, 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 but. I was you like, gotta give it a chance. But I'm like, oh, but you know what? They're just holding back for something better. I right. sounded like yeah. the jackasses that are always fighting with me. I finally understood. <laughs> but I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Uh, and then I heard about kind of some of the bad things that were happening with the googly eyes and stuff. And I'm like, right. well, they'll day one patch it. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you just plug your ears. You're like, la, 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 la. Nope. And then I played it. And 
You know, ever so often uh, in San Francisco, I'll go, I'll go to a random place to get a pot sticker just where I want to chew on a couple as I'm walking somewhere. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't even know the place. I'm getting a strange pot sticker. And I really love my pot stickers. I really care about like how the meat, <laughs> how the pork is seasoned and all of that. Um, and then there's some places where they don't really put much meat in there, but they make it look like it's good because they stuff a bunch of cabbage around it. Ah. That was the experience uh, of playing Mass Effect. Stuff but I kept sticker. on thinking, ah. Uh, but but the pork's just deeper inside, right? <laughs> Take another right. No, no, no. Hold up. Mass no, it's got to be this. cabbage. Yeah, Mass yeah, cabbage and, and yeah. Uh, um, that one bummer. just yeah. Heartbreaker. Well, so what's the game then that brings us to life that makes you blossom inside that you absolutely love? All right. So what 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 I usually say is Ghosts and Goblins because that was just the first game that I played and I loved playing it. it oh, it's yeah. just kind of my, my my love of that game and playing it at this bowling alley uh, where like r right around my house in El Cerrito. It's not there anymore. Um, I actually used to figure out a way to hold on to my bus money and trick my friend's parents into giving me a ride. So nice. I pocket all the change. <laughs> nice. So I would go play there on a Friday. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm not going to use that one. I think the one that I consider to be the true watershed moment when I saw exactly where games could go would be the original Deus Ex. Oh, where wow. I yeah. it's just like wow the choice is the way of thinking through like okay am I going to do it this way am I going to do it that way um it was just I remember this one moment where because the the danger of that game is that by doing something where you could do it so many different ways the the, the teams weren't big enough the math of, like you just couldn't always ensure that the player wouldn't paint themselves so into a corner they couldn't get out of mm -hmm. uh, and I well, I brought my paint one day, and <laughs> I was in the rafters with a sniper rifle with one bullet. That was, the, I think, the only bullet I had. High and there were two. It was towards the end of the game. There's these, like, robot guys, and they're, like, really tough. Uh, and there were two of them. Oh. And I knew one thing. If you can shoot them in the head and get them, they'll explode. And the way in which I just kind of weaned my way to the right place, and of course I'm I'm just f sixing the crap out of this game <laughs> at, at this point. Um, and I get him in my sights, I shoot him in the head, I hear the explosion, I have no way of surveying it, I have to drop down into danger, and both of them are gone. And this was all oh, like kind of my yes. invention of how to solve it. And I'm like, games are the best thing ever. <laughs> Um, and it's like, it's, that's wow. the dragon I'm chasing. I don't know how many times wow. when, when, when I'm playing a game. double headshot. That is a high, yeah. that is a yeah. high. I know. And that, and the thing too is, and, and again, I, I think that's the thing is these moments that we feel in yeah. games, these emotional moments are to me greater than anything, uh, uh, you know, a, a show, a film, a book could give me cause we did it. You did the thing. Exactly. exactly. You're in it. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 they did 85, 90% of the work, but that 10% makes your experience one actually worth retelling. Yes. Whereas, you know, when you go see a movie, you saw the same thing as the other guy. Yes. You're just going to yes, debate if it was worth your while in the 10, 12 bucks in the popcorn. Perfectly put, perfectly put. Well, Adam, thank you so much. Oh, no, this thank you. An thank absolute you. treat. This is such a joy. Uh, we are all highly, highly looking back, looking forward to uh, the G4 coming back and it changing uh, changing the game as it did before. Yes. So shall it do again? Uh, good. We can't be more excited. So. And change is good. G4, of course, as we all know, launches... November 16th. Very, very excited for that. And check out Adam. He's hosting X-Play. Do it. I will.
Yes, we should have a little watch party. Honestly, I'm putting it out there. Have a little, little G4 watch party. Little watch party. G3, G4 watch party. <gasps> Perfect. As we make our haunted chocolates. <laughs> stick around for our launch party and also stick around here. Don't leave just yet. We're going to be right back. Just taking a quick little teensy break. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And welcome back. All oh, you stayed. Thank you. We got a fan request. Hey. At Skycore54 says, guys, can you talk about post-apocalyptic games, specifically Metro Exodus? Thanks, smiley face. Now, I haven't dived too deep into the uh, the Metro franchise, but have you? I played some Metro Exodus. Okay. Well, because I love post-apocalyptic games. I love yeah. post-apocalyptic games. And really, in pop culture, I love anything post-apocalyptic, uh, except for the last uh, 35 seasons of Walking Dead. God, i <laughs> old. But uh, I did play some Metro Exodus because somebody was like, this is a great game. I think what I love about post-apocalyptic games, Metro Exodus, I think, made me realize what I love about post-apocalyptic games is like wandering the wasteland. Yeah. I love the quiet of post-apocalyptic games. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's it's very fallouty. It's the same thing. I just love, I love wandering the wasteland. Even when I got bored of doing missions, I'm like, I'm just going to see how far I can walk before I get my ass handed to me. And that was honestly, (laughs) that was half the fun. But my... My thing with Metro um, and the, the problem with it for me personally is anytime I see some kind of like a combat stealth game, anything that's stealth, I know that personally I'm going to have a bad time because I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, but in, here's a question though. In Fallout, you don't play stealth? Why? Are you just tramping around? Hi, everyone. I'm here in the bus. Oh, what's hope there are no, uh, you know, death claws. <laughs> hope there are no turrets. <laughs> I'm also stealth in Fallout. Are you not? No. No, I'm not. No. I, are are li- you just in like a dead li- sprint around that map? Yes. Absolutely. The if there, if there is any game possible that has a stealth <laughs> option, I am electing for everything but because I, despite how, how, how small and nimble I may be in real life, it does not translate to video games. But I... If I it's just, are you getting killed every two seconds? No, I just kick everyone's ass. Okay. Oh, yeah. In the beginning Ooh. of the game, you have no armor or any weapons. I'm just kicking. What's your what? Your fingers? You're slapping people to death? Yes. Slappers only. You're insane. Absolutely. No. But but that's that's my problem. Again, any stealth game, I just, I'm not, I, I just can't, I can't get it. Well, you know, I'm glad we're having this conversation because if the apocalypse happens, I'm not coming over to you, dude. I'm staying away from you. <laughs> You're not one of the people I'm getting in my Jeep and picking up. If you're going to be tramping around post-apocalyptic law. Yeah, that's right. Fend for yourself. Become the cannibal (laughs) king yourself. 
<laughs> I'm long range. I just can't sneak. Oh, you, I you, see. You sneak in. I, I, I got the back. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. This Bow is and arrow in the back. Yeah. Okay, I see, I see. You're a coward like me. You yes. Just, you're far away. Yes. Oh, like, okay, you're going <laughs> scopes. You're going right. We're more similar than you think. No, okay. We meet back around on the other side of stealth, which <laughs> yeah. is cowardice. Being a coward. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think... Uh, I, I absolutely love post-apocalyptic games. And here's something that's really interesting. You know, Cormac McCarthy wrote The Road, which is arguably one of the best apocalypse, post-apocalyptic novels of all time. But he's also, before that, he was known for writing, almost all of his books take place in the West. And they're almost like modern day Westerns. Hmm. And I think that if you're looking for, if you played every post-apocalyptic game, I would urge you to get into something like Red Dead Redemption because there are a lot of elements that have that I love about post-apocalyptic games that Red Dead has also, like wide open space, creeping around. Exploration. Exploration, like not having a lot, you know, like, um, you know, only having like four bullets in your gun. Um, So I I think Westerns aren't really seen as post-apocalyptic, but they're kind of like (laughs) pre-apocalyptic. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a similar vibe in in Westerns. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. And honestly, just on a whole, I feel like Red Dead is just a game that everybody should play at some point. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Um, I think if I was going to throw any kind of suggestion, the one game that came to mind is, I mean, the Half-Life series. Half-Life 2. Anything like that. It's kind of, I don't know if it, is that post It's not really post-apocalyptic. It's kind of like. It's post-post. It's it's, (laughs) just post-post. But it kind of has a similar vibe. Uh, when you said tunnels and spooky stuff and monster, it's the first thing I thought of is just taking the train and Gordon Freeman and everything. Yeah, <laughs> but I think um, you, if you like Metro Exodus, I think you would like yeah Half Life. I think you'd like Half Life. But the thing that I want to see from any kind of post-apocalyptic game period is just more VR. Like with Half Life, mm. Alex, that was so good. It feels like it takes any element that is so good in a uh like in a stealth kind of post-apocalyptic game like that like you have to sneak it's scary you're kind of waiting around it makes me think of budget cuts where you have to sneak around and it's 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 at its core is not that spooky but you're throwing little throwing knives and you have to be stealthy and sneak around and when those robots come at you it's effing terrifying they are huge and it is uncomfortable so if it's that but something actually scary like post-apocalyptic like Half-Life vibes, I feel like it just does so well in VR. So I want to see more games like that in VR. Great call. And and again, I, I think VR, at least right now, really shines and really um, uh, really excels when the game uh, works on like lighting and mm-hmm. sound cues mm-hmm. to kind of make to direct your action. And that's why like you're, you've seen so many horror things work well in VR, like you know, Phasmophobia or whatever, because lighting and sound it's telling you where to look which is great so i think yeah post-apocalyptic games would be benefit from that very well um for sure but yeah but post-apocalyptic but also look 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 at uh at western games too i mean truly cowboy stuff Mm -hmm. is very apocalyptic so uh yeah that's gonna do it for this week uh it's this early in the morning is like an apocalypse it's a wasteland it's an emotional wasteland for me but i still before noon we got through it it's i'm gonna have some lunch so uh (laughs) we'll see you guys all next friday good game nice try is produced by jen samples and nick liao our executive producers are joanna solitaroff adam Sachs, and jeff ross engineering by will beckton with engineering and sound design by chester guazda talent booking by paula davis gina batista and brick khan 
Special thanks to Lisa Berm, and as always, music by John Danik. I switched to the X-Files theme. Okay. (laughs) This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 